Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. Welcome in and welcome home, family. I'm Rade. And I'm Dimitri. And this is Respectfully, a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a quick disclaimer, this is not therapy. We are just two people who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. And if you are in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Now, before we kick off the show this week, we wanted to share with you all that we are doing a giveaway for the remainder of November. We will be choosing two people to win a $50 Amazon gift card. In order to enter the giveaway, here are the instructions. You must follow us on Instagram at RespectfullyMT, like the giveaway post, comment on the giveaway post with the question or topic you would like to hear on the show, as well as mention a friend. Once this is completed, your name will be submitted as many times as you comment a question or topic and mention a friend. The winner will be announced on the show and shouted out on Instagram. Thanks in advance, fam. Ooh, I hope y'all enter because, ooh, girl. <laughs> so, before we start, friend, how are you? How you feeling? Um, I'm doing good. Just exhausted tons of things on my plate. How about you? Charles, this is the voice of exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm right with you. TBH. I'm doing better than I was. So yeah, that's, that's a blessing. That's a win. <laughs> Definitely <is> a win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So fam, today we are talking about selfish love. Friend, when you hear selfish love, what do you think of selfish? <laughs> um <Man. laughs> I mean selfish. I mean, but ultimately I feel like selfish love, um, is almost kind of like um, all of your motivations are um, in alignment with what you want or what you feel best versus what is um, best for everyone in the relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, making sure that only your needs are met or, you know, conflict creating only because you're not meeting the other person's needs because you're solely focused on your own. Yeah, I agree. What about you? Yeah, no, I definitely second everything you said. That's what I think about too when I think of selfish love. Also, I think I think of like a flip side of selfish love if I want to put a positive spin on it, because you know me, of just (laughs) (laughs) selfishly, you know, wanting that person to yourself in the sense of really enjoying them Mm -hmm. and not having to like share them with other people or like any other romantic relationship, so to speak. But mm-hmm. I think that is just also the definition of monogamy. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> I don't think that's selfish love. So yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I, I get where you was going in that area because that is what you want. And you right. know, unless we agree upon something different, then it's the expectations that we walk into monogamy. Mm-hmm. Real we're gonna be sure selfish there. with our love, but we're gonna be discerning with who we share that love with. Right. See, yeah. I'm so glad you're here. selfish love is an occurrence due to not being self-connected even when you are deeply intelligent by definition y'all so self-connectedness is focused on every growing emotional intelligence so sorry like ever-growing emotional intelligence of self and the way your emotions can impact others directly and indirectly Mm, that's a big statement and 
you know, self-love can also look like feeling as if love is a scarce resource. So there is intentionality around holding on to it. If you do not hold on to this love tightly, it can be triggering. It can be triggering and um, perpetuate the cycle of codependence. So is there a difference between being a selfish lover and one that is territorial and protective friend and why or why not? Mm, yeah, I think there's a difference. <laughs> um, <laughs> I definitely think there's a difference. I think being a selfish lover, just like what you were saying earlier of, you know, having your own intentions being set as to why you want certain things to look the way they look in a, the relationship without mm-hmm. really caring about the other person's needs or wants versus being territorial and protective. I view that more so as, you know, caring so much so about the person that you're with that Mm -hmm. you want to ensure their safety, Mm -hmm. however that looks, their safety, their happiness. I think that these, there's a very thin line between being selfish and territorial or that possibly turning into like a possessiveness, which Mm -hmm. I think is very in line with selfishness. But I do think that there there is a difference. And so I mm-hmm. think the difference for me when it comes to being territorial and protective, like I said, is that safety piece and really wanting to ensure that the person that you love, the people that you're around are in a space where they can flourish. Mm-hmm. And if you are a selfish lover, then truth of the matter is, is that you're only keeping them in that space for your sake, not for their advancement and not for their flourishment. Is that a word? It's not, yeah, we're going to make not, one up we today. Made it. Mm-hmm. Flourishment. <laughs> <laughs> There's one for the girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Don't do me today, y'all. Okay, so what do you think about this one? <laughs> mm. I agree. I do think that there's a difference between being a selfish lover and one that's territorial and protective. Um, you know, like I said before, like, a selfish lover, I feel like, are really their primary objectives or intentions is really to meet their own needs and not necessarily um, meet the needs of the person that they're in love with. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that could be intentional. It could be unintentional. Um, speaking of it in terms of being unintentional is ultimately, you know, we have, let's say we have some abandonment um, issues or a fear of abandonment or a fear of being, um, you know, feelings of loneliness, which people sometimes misconstrue with being alone. Um, I think in that respect, people sometimes, you know, you can, how am I trying to say this? You can ultimately be so hyper-focused on the fact that you don't want them to leave or you don't want to be lonely, that you are vastly motivated on that fact. So mm-hmm. you are loving them and doing all of it. From your perception, you are loving them and doing all of the things that you believe that person needs as far as love, when in reality, all of those things are being motivated by your fears. So mm-hmm. ultimately... You know, it brings up the question, are you doing these things because you love that person? or Are you doing these things because you're trying to keep that person from leaving or you're trying to, you know, comfort yourself in a way that, you know, from that fear of abandonment or fear of loneliness? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I'm so glad you started talking about that because I was going to ask, like, where do you think selfish loves come from? But I think it's great that you, you know, 
said that, especially we've talked about attachment mm-hmm. styles before. And I think mm-hmm. this is definitely a part of recognizing any attachment style outside of a secure one. Um, because mm-hmm. selfish love can be sprouted from any of those, right? That's mm-hmm. one part. I think the other thing too is like recognizing that that like selfish love could, I think, easily be motivated by also how you want your partner to be loving you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that's just really where we miss the mark, where we like yeah. start to do things in order for people to do it back to us rather than allowing it to be to happen or. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much keep a score. I'm doing this for you, so why aren't you loving me back this way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather and than I, loving I, them because you love them. Sorry. No, no, no. No, no, that's that's very true. Um, I think, you know, and, you know, playing back the question that you asked, I feel like ultimately, mm-hmm. although there is a difference between being a selfish lover and one that's territorial and protective, is that ultimately, you know, I feel like, you can't have one without the other, you know, or that, you know, the fact that, you know, your selfish lover could look like being territorial or protective or being jealous or things like that. But, you know, we always, you know, the word of the year is intent. It's all about your intentions. So, you know, being a little territorial and protective is not a negative thing depending on the intent behind it, depending on the intensity and the frequency of it. Because ultimately, if you look at it, parent-child relationships, parents Mm -hmm. are territorial and very protective of their children Mm -hmm. as they should Mm -hmm. be. So that's not a negative thing, you know, but when you're in a a romantic relationship and your partner can't go to the the grocery store without you all in their ass or texting them every five minutes or, Mm -hmm. you know, coming at them whether that's accusing them or, you know, being, um, I'm going to use this word lightly and put quotations around it, um, paranoid based on your own fears and insecurities. That's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. Yeah. For real. That's, that's true. And I mean, like, let's be real. Even parents can have a selfish love, you know, Mm -hmm. like that, that is a thing. Um, I know we don't like to think of it that way, but. Like, like the whole, like the whole thing that you, you know, exactly what you said, like with the parents, like it could be negative because, oh, now there are going to be certain things that, you know, you want your child to do because it is for their safety and their protection. However, we also know that there are times when, you know, parents want you to do things the way that they did because A, they just want you to. Because they said so, or, you know, for the simple fact that they've gone through the same thing and it turned out that way. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it can get real rigid because just because that's the way you did it and worked out does not mean there's alternative paths that can lead to the same destination without any strife. Mm -hmm. So basically saying that, you know, although you know that this route was successful, you know, that doesn't mean that I can't use my own critical thinking skills and come up with a alternative route to that same outcome that fits me and my personality or fits me and right. my life. You know what I mean? So right. I feel like that's the, the the flip side of it as well. Um and we typically um <laughs> call those helicopter parents. Yes. No yes. shade to y'all though, because listen when I tell you though but them helicopter parents when I tell you them grades be good. 
Y'all see me, right? Them grades be good. However, <laughs> I will say one thing, helicopter parents. Typically, if you're a helicopter parent, when them children turn 18 and they get their freedom, they gone. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then we're, then we hear, you know, oh, well, you know, such and such doesn't tell me anything anymore. Such and such doesn't call me. I have to call them. And, you know, a lot of those things, you know, start at home and, you know, no tea or no shade to any parent because that's a tough ass job, you know, but at the same time, you have to look at, okay, what am I feeding into that relationship as far as the connection? Am I just um, authority? Am I just telling them what to do all the time? Am I just going against all of their wishes and not, you know, listening to them, not compromising sometimes, you know, understanding that times have changed. So we may not have to approach the situation the same way it was approached when you were your child's age. So, yeah, I feel like there's a a few different aspects to that um, selfish love of a parent. Um, Oh, yeah, most definitely. But I'll tell you, but... I'll tell you one thing and two things for sure. I'd rather have selfish love from a parent than none at all. Right. And so as I was you know, say, exactly. Right, we <laughs> I'd rather have the selfish love than none at all because we know that we're not all fortunate to have love from a parent. Mm-hmm. Hi, Key. I was literally about to say, you know, if y'all have a selfish parent, I think that this is a bit different than if we're talking about a friendship or a romantic relationship. Exactly. Depending on that parent's purpose and how and how their surface selfishness is serving them. So back to word of the year is intent. And a huge piece of that is if your parent is constantly just haggling you for their own needs to be met, that's one thing. Right. But then there's that protective and territorial parent that starts to feel like a selfish love because it becomes controlling. It becomes rigid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It becomes authoritative in, in, in some moments. Mm-hmm. And I get how that can, like we, I just mentioned before, these lines could be very blurred, but I think it's important that if you have a selfish parent in the way that they're loving you, think about their intention mm-hmm. and, and utilize that to go off of. Because, child, you mm-hmm. want a parent that's going to care. <laughs> right. You want a parent that is doing it from their heart and not from, you know, their own goal-oriented yeah mm-hmm. their fears their worries and granted i'm sure parenting comes with a lot of fears and worries hello <laughs> like you know what i'm saying so that territorial you know ness and, and protectiveness probably does come from some fear and all of those things however mm-hmm. be able to recognize when a parent is being selfish and self-indulgent mm-hmm. versus that's the word versus you know territorial and protective of you because you're their child Exactly. Right. Like if your parent just keep treating you like a random from the street <laughs> with the selfish love, then, then that's when we do something different. That's when we, yeah. Mm-hmm. So be I able to, to separate this. All right. So have you ever been in a relationship with a selfish lover or person, whether it was romantic or platonic? If so, are you still friends with that person or how did that friendship end? Mm-hmm. I feel like this question is an onion and there's many layers to this, but in the context of the question, um, yes, both romantically and platonically, um, from a romantic perspective. So not my, my most recent relationship, but, um, actually I won't say I had to rephrase that. So, (laughs) (laughs) so while I'm rephrasing it is because, my most recent relationship was also my relationship before that. Before it was the that. same person. So I'm talking about the one before, before that. 
<laughs> just in case no, we're listening. Yeah, just black in people case love we're to listening. use two words to like get um, emphasis. Mm-hmm, a real emphasis. So not that <laughs> right. one, but the one before that, that one. Right. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> it was um I just real direct and straight to the point. It was the individual was definitely um selfish on many levels. Um and the biggest way that that person was selfish was through um being intimate with someone else so not only is that selfish it is um it's another word i'm looking for but i but my brain is not fully awake yet so i'm just gonna say ultimately the bitch took away my freedom of choice you know what I'm saying? Because when I yeah. found out about it, it when I found out about it, it was like months after it happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I only found out because I had a friend, a really close friend, um, like family, really, um, who worked at the same place. So, you know, workplace gossip because the individual, the individuals who were um, in that situation, the person that I was with and the person that they cheated with, um, they all worked together. Oh, messy. Uh, Real messy. Girl, that's a, a, listen, that's a whole nother episode when I tell you, because that's not even, that's not even the, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, Because the person who was um the other party in, in the cheating scenario we actually had history oh even more messy i know like and mm. and like childhood history but oh my god yeah. uh-huh yeah but that's neither here nor there um but it's but all it is. you know but right. it is <laughs> and um yeah but you know i i just i never even um, I'm going off, I'm digressing a little bit, y'all, but this is what y'all here for. Um, <laughs> so y'all here for the tea. Um, so I never even approached the other person mm-hmm. for several reasons. One of the reasons was, you know, I wasn't in a relationship with that person. And although we had history, it was, we weren't friends anymore. Mm-hmm. However, the history was so deep that... You know, if the shoe were on the other foot and although we weren't friends and like constant communications, there's still a mutual love and respect because essentially we kind of grew up together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and 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 that person knew that I was in a relationship with that other person way before that situation even happened. Mm-hmm. But I left that alone um, because that's just really not my, you know, that just wasn't my, my biggest problem at that time. Mm-hmm. Or my biggest concern. So, of course, I went after the person I was in a relationship with because you the bitch that should know better. But right. anyway, so that was that. And like I said, it took away my freedom of choice because ultimately you're doing whatever you did to suit your selfish needs. You did not give me the freedom to choose what the hell I wanted to sign up for or stay signed up for. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, the relationship was already on the decline. And mm-hmm. I knew internally that it was about to end. And then that was just like the the last nail the last, in the coffin. Yeah. yeah, that was the last nail in the coffin. And at that point, because I had all of the information, I mean, mm-hmm. all of it, all of it, because also the, <laughs> the act um, was done publicly. At a event, yes, at an event that was. Wait, um, hold up! You you speaking a little <laughs> cryptic. The act, like a yes. kiss, or uh, so 
<laughs> so it was um, not public indecency. Uh, pretty much everything <laughs> except the actual act of seeing genitals and things like that. But after the fact, it was confirmed that this part two, so basically the foreplay was public. Um, and when I say foreplay, not just kissing, but a lot of everything that you can do before. Public? Mm-hmm, everything you can do before you pull out your genitals um, was public at a party. Um, I hate it here. And then, um, then the actual act occurred later on. But um, even if the, it wasn't a sexual act that happened, it's just still enough to be um, to be charged with the crime. But anyway, public indecency or what? <laughs> public a whole up. Uh, anyway, um, okay, Ugh. so that's that. So now moving on to um, platonic. So. One, I'm not still friends. Um, I don't have any um, selfish friends. Um, not in a way that is um, damaging to me. Because we, I mm-hmm. feel like we all have a bit of selfishness at baseline because we're all human. And it's in our, 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 our nature to be selfish in terms of survival, in terms of, you know, going for our what you happiness. want. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's problematic when, you know, I there are a certain level of expectations that I have to meet in order to be in your good graces. Or, you know, you're only spending time with me is of convenience or to serve one of your needs or purposes and not my own, you know. Um, perpetuate in obligation because we're friends, because you love me. And I never really doubted the love per se. But it might have been um, an upgraded version of concern versus love. But at the same time, we also have to realize that people love you based on how they've been taught to love. So it's not always malicious and intentional when you are faced with someone who um, is selfish in that way, because it could have been taught. It could have been modeled to them, inherited by those that came before them. Um or it could be the, some shit that just who they are, but I'm just saying there's different levels to it. And um, that is my experience with it from a platonic level. Um, how about you? Uh, I feel like this topic, selfish love, is a really hard topic to kind of talk about because there are so many layers. Um, but I'm glad that we are talking about it. And as we're s- discussing this, I really think that we need to have... Um, a show, an episode on freaking infidelity and how relationships survive and how they don't. I mean, Heike, I used to write, I used to do research on that all the time <laughs> in grad school. Anyway, all right. So, yes and yes, I have been in selfish relationships with lovers and platonic relationships. Um, I think that. To kind of piggyback off what you were saying here, like I have been in relationships with people where I have felt like they were being selfish, but they were moving in a way that this is how they were taught to be loved and this is how they were taught to respond, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, to when they start to feel love and especially cisgender heterosexual men, Mm -hmm. you know, having this having these societal, you know, ideas and expectations about how they need to present, right? So Mm -hmm. those kind of things. But 
more when I'm talking about this selfish lover, those people cared about me and still just their care for self still overruled at times. Mm-hmm. But moments. Mm-hmm. This for one person in particular, child, that man didn't care about me. That boy didn't care about me. Like, and we were not in a, a whole official relationship. I could not allow it to get that far because mm-hmm. there was something in the back of my head and possibly in the front <laughs> that I just kept swiping to the back that he don't really care. <laughs> Same. And no, right. So like, he don't really care. But he never made it to relationship status. And that was for a reason. Because no boo-boo. Now, the other side of that, y'all, he was so flaky. I hope he listened to this and know I'm talking about him because that was his name, Flaky. I'm dead. about this. Like, that was his name. Well, fam, Rade has taken the gloves off. I kept my, I kept one of mine on. Rade has just taken all of her gloves off. But I'm here for it. I mean, it's not. He probably don't even listen. But regardless, <laughs> regardless, <laughs> what I'm getting at here is just like, he really didn't care. All Everything that, all of our interactions, as I look back on our relationship, even as friends, were motivated by his own gain. That's it. Period. In no way, shape, or form was he ever really interested in what I wanted or what I needed at all. I... And I think there were moments where I thought that he did, but child, he didn't care about me. He cared about not being lonely. That's what he cared about. Mm-hmm. And so with that and the selfish friend, it was one. that's one and the same. There's, there was a person... Um, that was a friend. None of my friends are selfish, at, you know, selfish lovers to me at this point. But I did have a person in my past that she sucked. Haiki. <laughs> she look again, a looking back moment. Like she didn't really care about the other people in the circle. And I think the my whole thing, the way I realized that she was a selfish lover in friend in a platonic way or a friendship-like way, was when she didn't really care how her actions impacted anyone else, even if it meant certain things could happen, like us losing our jobs. Mm-hmm. or and and it was a it was a work friend but side note this is also why i don't make friends at work <laughs> <laughs> this is why <laughs> this is why but regardless you know these are just me and my walls y'all but i mean with her in particular a lot of the issue was that she wanted to be loved by people unconditionally and I think I've said this before on our episodes, which is my love has conditions. You're not about to disrespect me or be selfish and receive love from me. Like, that's not going to be a thing. Period. Like, you don't deserve that for me. <laughs> Sorry. And it's not worth my time. If all I'm, it's, it just becomes draining. That's a waste of my time and energy. And so I want love that is reciprocated. I don't want anything unrequited. And I'm I'm going to say it that way. And her friendship was very unrequited. I was actually trying to be a genuine friend, trying to give workplace friendships a, a go. She ruined mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tremendously. Yeah. Mm. Listen, that- um, How bad though? I can relate to that on, on many levels. Um, so I have a sidebar question for you. Um, have you, well, actually, no. 
a two sidebars. So the first sidebar is that, you know, that situation that I told you about and, you know, I was almost kind of like the situation with, you know, your romantic situation with the selfish lover, you know, it, I learned something, but I didn't apply it until way later. But anyway, what I learned was, is that when that little voice in your head say, "Mm -mm, this ain't gonna work, run, go the other way. I don't care how good he or she looks. I don't care how much attention he or she has given you. Run. Mm. Because if I had listened to that thought, I'm going to tell you, I'm a, now this, I'll, give, I'll be a little more specific. So the first time that I ever went to this individual's home, I pulled up in the driveway and I cut my car off and I was sitting in my car. And, you know, typically, you know, when you're going, to you know, to meet someone, whatever the 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 reasons the are, you get your, great. yeah, you get your yeah, but you get your ass out the car and go mm-hmm. on to the door. But I, my spirit said, sit, <laughs> <laughs> sit down. <laughs> yes, my spirit said, sit, remain. <laughs> so I sat in my car and literally, it was um, I'm spiritual, y'all. So I don't know if it was the Lord. Holy Spirit, if it was just me. But um, I heard this not going to work. And you got off the car anyway? Girl, yeah, because <laughs> they, they, they was fine. I just said, <laughs> it don't matter, you know, that they fine or that they showing you attention. Run. Mm-hmm. I didn't run, obviously. <laughs> but um, I told you, I learned that I learned. I learned. <laughs> But I didn't implement it until later, um, later on in life, uh, maybe a couple of years, maybe a year or so after that. But um, <laughs> so I still have, you know, some challenges listening to that that intuition of that the, the Holy Spirit, the Lord, because you know we get so caught up in wanting to do what we want to do, and mm. you know at that time, you know if you are tr- if you real logical then you're going to feel like, well, I ain't got no proof that it's not going to work. So I ain't got nothing yet. So let me go see. But now where I'm at in my life and how old I am now, I don't need to see nothing. Mm-hmm. I trust myself so much more now. Correct. Correct. <laughs> if, 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 if I say it's not going to work, if I say it's not going to work, I'm out of here. I'm Chris Brown and it deuces. Like I'm out of here. Chris Brown and if, <laughs> yes. Now, if it is um, meant to be, It'll be, and it'll be revealed in a way that will let me know that it's supposed to be. Yes. But yes, I didn't listen. So all y'all out there, that that intuition, that that Holy Spirit, your 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 inter- whatever. If it tell you this ain't gonna work, it ain't gonna work. Nah. Sure. Now, but I'm just saying. But now, it, at the same time, it don't also mean that you know if it's not gonna work and that that comes across your your desk it does not mean that it is always the other person right right it can also mean that it's something with your ass too you know so but that's my look that's you know my little what? soapbox moment on the flip side of that if y'all were ever like me you know ready to always take off you know the running queen she's a runner she's a track star <laughs> stop it <laughs> Okay, but with that, if y'all were ever me, okay, check in, check in with that first before you like this ain't gonna work because we use that for everything, good sis. 
Okay. Mm. <laughs> it's just not going to work. So there's that. Yeah, um, that's why I differentiated between the two because sometimes mm-hmm. it can be your ass. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, y'all, please don't let the beauty of people physically just distract you. Please. Mm-hmm. From all the damn red but, flags. I know. Painting them green. How irresponsible. Oh, just throwing the bitches heart. in the dumpster. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Throughout it happens. Uh, friend, you no, already know. Right. It, it happens. They it throw, uh, throw them bitches does. in the garbage. Mm-hmm. Out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, after you done been drilled through the mud, now we going back to that dumpster to retrieve them so we can see what the hell they said when we should have paid no, attention right. to them the first time. The first time. I'm just saying. Or what they didn't say and what they didn't do. And listen, y'all, mm-hmm. we, this ain't, uh, we ain't bagging on a particular type of person because I done did this shit before. Oh. I'm just saying. But listen, but at the same time, it, it was a fun ride until it wasn't. <laughs> oh my God, it was great until it was bad. It was great until it was bad. You know, right. actually, my selfish love moment, like peak, peak moment happened after somebody did me so dirty, so dirty. I don't think I had ever had a moment like that. I was like, okay, if that's what you want to do. Then that's what we're going to mm-hmm. do then. Like, mm-hmm. and then later on come to question me like, oh, what's this? Oh, I thought this is what we were doing. Mm. I literally said that. Homeboy was shooketh. Mm. His bad. Mm-hmm. I know he was shooketh because, uh, but a lot of people ain't, um, they can't handle do, uh, when what they do is done to them. Oh, yeah, no. 99% Not even a piece of the of time. Yeah. Right. Not even. Okay. Well, you know what? Before Before we move on, let me ask you this. Oh, well, technically we just answered. Because I was going to say, have you actually ever been a selfish lover? I was, that was but my question like, too, but I went off we on a tangent. Did. Yeah, <laughs> I went off on a tangent. Um, but yes, I have, you know, and, but I feel like the there's two sides to it. The, the side that we talked about, which was, you know, um, the, the part about how we, hmm, how can I say it? So on one side, you have, okay, being a selfish lover because based of our own fear and insecurity. So whatever our motivations are and intentions are towards that person, it's all self-serving. But then at the same time, being a selfish lover to ourselves, that in turn causes us some harm or leads us into unhealthy patterns. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've been in both, like where I've, you know, basically been a selfish lover against myself or working against myself and what Mm -hmm. I need to be healthy and, um, and straight, you know what I mean? Like to be good, you know what I'm saying? To be the self-connected. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, on the other side of it, I have been a selfish lover because I'm on all my knees, man. I feel like what I'm doing is subpar. Is above, you know, average. So I feel like I'm good. So I need you to do X, Y, and Z. When the reality of the situation was, is that I was loving you based on how I wanted love, but how I want love is not always equal to how someone else wants love. Mm-hmm. So I exactly. need to step up to the plate to love you the way that you receive love and then making sure that I have my boundaries in place for for me to receive the love that I need. Mm-hmm. How about exactly. you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I told y'all about the, you know, the little get back moment. But I mean, on an even realer note, even with, you know, my husband, I have 
in the past, I've definitely had moments of being a selfish lover. Because I'm like, listen, listen, I'm all these things, okay? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm the shit, okay? And that's that. Period. And I feel like I deserve this, 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 and this. And which was true. I deserved all of those things. The issue was, is that he still didn't feel like his needs were being met. And it didn't, and I didn't allow the room. I, I was like, but I'm doing all of these things. It didn't even matter. I was like, yeah, but I'm doing all of this because that's how I wanted to be loved. Mm-hmm. And so constantly missing the mark with one another and not even doing a tick for tack thing. Right. But, and wanting to make sure he knew he was loved. That was the whole thing. That's why, you know, was trying to do those things. But also there were a part of my intentions that were in, you know, okay, but what about you providing these things back to me? And so we've had, we had to do a lot of work around that. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with sharing that at this point, especially that we've done the work and we've been able to look at it from the standpoint of like, we do love each other. We want to love each other appropriately mm-hmm. in the way that each other wants to be loved. Mm-hmm. I want to love him all through his love languages, not through mine. Right. right. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. So. And vice versa. Exactly. And and I know he does. So mm-hmm. there's that. Well, that's all I got. Okay. Well, all right, fam. Now it's time for the Therapist Hats Off segment of the podcast. Before we get started with this segment, we just want to remind you all to send your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. Friend, do you have our first question? Mm-hmm. I feel like I always choose to be with people that are only interested in themselves and don't really like me. What am I doing wrong here? Mm. I feel like wrong is a relative term, but, you know, ultimately, you know, I would ask myself questions to make sure I understand myself and my motivations. Um, You know, ultimately, you know, if you're still, if you're attracting the same type of individual, then I would be asking myself, okay, well, what about me is attracting these individuals, especially if it's not in in alignment with what I want in a partner. You know what I mean? So at the same time, okay. If you are finding people who are only interested in themselves or they're selfish in that way, how do you feel about yourself? Do you feel that you're worthy? Do you, do you feel valued on the individual level before you even try to connect with someone else? So if I'm always, if I'm always grabbing, gravitating towards someone who's, um, self-indulged or, or a little more self, self-centered that it becomes, um, unhealthy or deemed negative, then what am I running from? Because there's mm-hmm. something about me that's attracting those individuals that's latching onto them individuals. Because if I'm, it's almost kind of like um, how you distract yourself. So if I'm always getting in these relationships where the focus is always on the other person, then that means that the focus is not on me. And then you want to ask yourself, do you really want the focus to be on you? Or are you in this situation because you you are hiding from any type of focus being placed on you or highlighting any of the things that you may deem less than satisfactory from an individual? Or are we running from pain? Are we running from trauma? Are we running from our emotions? Because if I'm focused on you and the focus is always on you and I'm jumping on your bandwagon, then I'll have to deal with my own shit. Mm-hmm. But that's just one little aspect of it. I'll, I'll let Rade chime in. You know, I want to retweet everything you said. I really want to say the only other aspect I'm thinking of is when you, can, when you look at a selfish lover or a selfish partner, 
before you guys actually start, you know, decide to make that commitment, selfish lovers often look like very charismatic, outgoing people that have a lot of Mm self-confidence. And so it's easy to fall in love with that because you want someone Mm -hmm. that's secure. You want somebody that is feeling themselves and that can be proud to look the way they look, feel the way they look, be who they are, while also being proud of who you are. Mm -hmm. So you want that confidence to exist. But it's important that this is why I tell y'all, like, ask questions before you start to mm-hmm. to date people. And the real questions, stop asking, what is your favorite color? Like, that's going to change anyway. Like, First of all, I don't care about that, bitch. What's your credit score? <laughs> no, seriously. How much debt do you have? Seriously. like, Do you want children? Do you want to live on. in the city or you want to live in the suburbs? <laughs> do you want children or no? Do you want a dog or no? Like, a cat? Oh, actually, you, you know what? No, do you want a cat? Because if you want a cat, we I, this is over. <laughs> I don't do cats. Not that I'm sorry. you done with the cat. I don't do cats. So, uh-uh. <laughs> like, ask these serious questions. Don't be asking no, those. Seriously. Like, what you, like what you want for breakfast. Bitch, what you like for breakfast. Bitch, I don't care what you like for breakfast. Do you have cats? Oh, my God. Not just that, but I really don't like cats. And I'm <laughs> sorry to all my cat lovers, but you know, we have dog people and cat people. I'm really not a pet person, but if I was, it wouldn't be a cat. <laughs> and it's not that I don't love animals. It's just that... Everything in my life right now is a it, it's a job, even if it's not a job. Like maintaining, you know, because mm-hmm. I have a very busy schedule. I work a lot. I volunteer, you know. Then I have my own personal and social obligations, and making sure I maintain my good relationships that I have. All that shit is a job right now. It is so a to job. add anything living. Look, even a damn fish that oh. is another job. I told so, y'all, adulting is ghetto. Real ghetto. It is project style. not. For me. No shade. <laughs> it's not no for shade me. to anyone who ever lived in the projects, but I'm just saying no. it's real. Ever. It's real, um, it's real um ghetto. Yeah. No, nobody wants to be here. Adulting. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> okay. I, I listen, but before I have a client, a client who said, I didn't ask to be here. <laughs> exactly. I like, asked to be here and now, yes, now I got the, um, literally just said, uh, my client, one of my clients said that to me this week, like, I didn't ask to be here and now I got to pay all these damn bills. They right. was like, uh-uh, this is ghetto. <laughs> On the flip side, I'm trying to be grateful that I'm even here and have all these bills yes, because, not, that I can yes. afford. It's, uh, such Amen. a double-edged sword. It is a double-edged sword because Lord, I pre- Lord, you know, you already know. <laughs> Thank you. But at the Thank same time, Lord, you also know. I'm tired. How I feel. I'm tired, I'm real tired. Tired as hell. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's really all I had to say with that. Just recognizing that when you enter those kind of relationships, being able to discern between who who people say they are and, and how they're presenting. Make sure their mm-hmm. actions are matching their words. Everything that Dimitri said, retweet. Also, you're going to run into people that you think are going to be great and secure for you, mm-hmm. but you have to do your investigating, learn yourself, understand your standards and expectations, learn the things that are important to you. See if those are aligned with who that person is presenting as before you decide to get in a relationship with them and become mm-hmm. even more interested. The interest quote unquote starts at the beginning where we like the way people look pretty much. Right. Right. Okay. From there, see if, are, are you are you only interested with them because of surface level things. And Mm -hmm. if so, that could be one of the first things that you look at and Mm -hmm. doing something wrong. I want to 
you know, pay some attention to that. Um, this is not you doing something wrong. We are all having a human experience. We have experiences in order to help us learn, in order to help us grow and become our best selves. And if you are unable to do that, then you're wasting your time here, Earthside. Mm -hmm. So this is not you doing something wrong. These are learning curves. You, you're aware at this point. Now you must take steps to do something about it. Retweet. Okay. Retweet all, all of that. I, yeah, I just, you know, ultimately throughout this um, episode talking about selfish love and selfish lovers and whatnot, it's giving me, it's giving me very much narcissists in sheep's clothing. Um, and I'm going to just yeah. leave it at that. But at the same time, you know, like in the previous episode, how we talk about, you know, we date with the intent to marry or we're dating with the intent of finding our person at the same time. Those are, you know, two different things. Like you want to make sure that the person in front of you, that your well, at least in my experience, that your core intent, whenever somebody is in front of you, whether they fine, extra fine, whatever the case may be, should be to get to know them. Although we have yes. an overall goal of finding our partner and our person, the only thing, your only intent, unless you bought that life and you just want to, you know, see what that ride is about, then you, you know, <laughs> jump on the ride. But I'm just saying, if you are looking for something more meaningful than your only intent, is to get to know that person and develop a friendship. Now, there's a difference between getting to know someone and developing a friendship and friend zoning someone. When you friend zone someone, that means that you literally have no outside interest in that person other than something platonic. But on the other side of it is getting to know someone and building a friendship is truly understanding who this person is so that you can make the best informed decision about proceeding with that person on any other level. Mm -hmm. Y'all, just just stop handling love by the by the seat of your pants. I'm a lover girl too. I was so enmeshed with it because I love love. Okay, like I hopeless love romantic, love. hopeless romantic AF. Okay, and mm -hmm. what I'm just getting at is you can be that with your person before they become your person. Though they have some expectations and standards to meet, just like you will have mm -hmm. for them. Like. And so acknowledge that for yourself and don't be afraid to have that for people. Yeah. It's like a program. It's like a course. Like, you know, how, like a certificate. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? They need to go through these courses and, and make these grades before they uh, get this passing grade or they graduate. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it has to be that technical, but I'm just giving you, a, um, you know, a different way to look at it. You right. know what I'm saying? Because ultimately people, you know, you, you should always know who you are and you should be wholly complete before you try to bring anyone else into a scenario. But at the same time, like you have to go through life and you have to be observant. You have to pay attention. You have to learn each other to even determine if we are even going to proceed to that next chapter. So one, we reduce some of our heartache mm -hmm. and that we're finding ourselves in less situations where we end up getting hurt. Mm -hmm. And that's that. So let me let me jump to the next question. Um, oh, we'll be here all day talking about selfish love, but this is um this is where it's at today. Um, so next question. I like to spend a lot of my time with my girlfriend, but my friends are always making fun of me regarding it. I am really trying to be a part of all of my relationships that are important to me, but it seems like it isn't enough for anyone, and no one is concerned about what I may want. It's just normal, and how do I address this for myself? If it is um, so that I don't feel that way, I'm sorry. I don't know why. 
I messed how I got stuck, but yes, <laughs> that's the question. Um, first of all, I feel like your friends might be a bit childish. So or single and salty. Hmm, not too bitter. Yikes. So if that is the case, <laughs> <laughs> if you bitter, you know, single, salty, childish, if that's where what your friends are giving, if they are your true friend, I need you to sit down and have a conversation with them. I just need you to address it in some way, shape, or form that you know your friends will be receptive to so that they really understand how you're feeling. If that is believed to not be able to be done, I hate to say it, but boo, you probably need to find some new friends. And you probably need to be spending some time with people that are also in a are also in relationships. Mm. That's a big thing. So if there's some truth to anything that your friends are saying, I would say hear them out. If you are, if there seems to be some codependency with you and your partner, you're constantly with them, you're not actually making time for other relationships, then yes, maybe there are some things that need to be adjusted. But I would say that in most cases, this is normal. I see this happen with a lot of a lot of men in particular. I don't see this happen as often with women where their friends are making fun of them for being with a partner. Um, just in therapy work and just my data, my my personal life. Um, and so I'm not saying that as a statistic, but I'm just saying, you know, my my personal what I've seen personally um and work experience. And so I think that this is a normal thing that comes up, but I think after you can have a if you can have a conversation with your friends about, you know, I'm trying to kind of balance everything and I really like this person. I also enjoy spending time with you guys. You know, how can what would this look like for you? Right. And you explaining to them what that looks like, allowing them to explain to you what it looks like for them. That's going to be a huge piece. The other thing is how do you address yourself so that you don't feel this way is having a very, very, very clear understanding of what you want your all of your relationships to look like. And if you can have that clarity on what you want them to look like, then you can kind of go forth in that manner. However, please do it in consideration of other people and what their needs may look like as within their friendship and within your romantic relationship. If you don't feel like you know how to split that time, then you have some more work to do. But this is that's that's self-work and understanding yourself and understanding if if you can't split that time, then why not? How come? What's stopping you? Mm. That's all I got for this. Mm. That was a word right there, friend. Uh, I echo all of that that you just said um you know one of the things that sticks out to me is that you know what's the intent behind them doing it are they coming from a joking place and you're just kind of taking you know taking it personally because you feel like you know you're doing everything you can to be there for everyone that's important to you or is it that they may be doing that because you're not spending as much time with them as you did before you got into a relationship with your girlfriend. Um, you know, another thing that kind of stood out to me is that, you know, the statement that it's, you, it seems like it's not enough for anyone and no one is concerned about what you want. So ultimately what that's saying to me is that your needs aren't being met. And at the end of the day, that could be intentional or unintentional. So you have to get to a place, in my opinion, where you, one, find the balance, make sure that it's an effective balance, but also letting yourself accepting that 
you can't move the same way you used to move because now there's a different piece to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. So that means everything has to be shifted to make to accommodate this new puzzle piece. So, you know, and like Rod, they say, if these are your true friends, you need to communicate that to them on all levels. Truly understand what's the motivation behind it. Are y'all just, you know, joking with me or giving me a hard time? Or are you feeling some type of way because I'm not spending that much time with you? Or you feel like I'm giving all of my time to my to my partner, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But you have to say something if they're your true friends. If they're not your true friends, then move along, move mm-hmm. around move around. And especially if you have a great relationship with your girlfriend, move around and focus on the ones that are not making you feel a certain type of way. But at the same time, you know, you have to look at why, why aren't your needs being met? If you feel like no one is concerned about what you want, because at the end of the day, regardless of how much someone loves you, cares about you, you should be the primary person who is ensuring that your needs are being met on the individual level. And then within those relationships. Hashtag, that's it. That's all. Facts. All right, (laughs) So, all right, fam, it's time for our earth lesson. Our earth lesson for this week is we thrive off of belonging, but there must be a balance to that. We need people that will pour into us just as much as we will pour into them while still maintaining self-connectedness and security in being alone rather than lonely. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam, remember to follow us on Instagram at respectfullymt and send your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. If you would like to show support through monetary gifting, you can send us donations through cash app dollar sign respectfullymt. Until next time, fam. Peace. Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. therapist.